0: Get ready. to be a very very intense journey
1: hello and welcome to frame skip this is your weekly dose of video games news and discussions i'd like to take the time to thank you for joining us and uh hope we have a good show here gentlemen i am joined as always by the ladies man elijah Steele.
2: hello there what's up buddy oh nothing too much busy at work how about yourself um
1: you know same same old same old i uh just got done with my long, extremely long, uh, COVID quarantine, so I'm back to work this week, which is nice.
2: That sounds horrible.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I uh, I did test negative, but you know, oh, to good. be to be on the safe side, my uh, my work had me stay home for a week until my test results came back, and then when I was ready to come back, I was like super ready to come back because I was losing my mind sitting at home alone. I uh, I called them, and she's like, "Well, you got to be three days symptom free." So then because of my work schedule, I missed another week of work and I was stuck at home like alone, doing nothing, talking to no one except my
2: cat. So that was a little <laughs> maddening. Don't worry. It would only be bad <laughs> if the cat started talking back. Yeah.
1: Um, And this week we have our good buddy, George Loftus. George, how are you doing, man? Oh, man. It's the best pandemic I've ever lived through. How about you guys? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Same.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't have a whole lot to, uh, to go off of as far as comparison goes. But, yeah, uh, I mean, we, had,
0: we had SARS, but that was only an epidemic. Never been to the pan region of, of, of demics. So, yeah. Wait,
1: I didn't, <sighs> I didn't, I didn't know that there was a difference. Is there a difference?
0: Yes. Epidemic is like smaller and like a little bit more localized. Pan is Greek or Latin for all, I believe. So oh, it is, it is, every, it is a demic everywhere. Um,
2: oh, pan is wow. Latin for oh no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I learned something new today. Um, so, George, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Well, my name's George. I'm a cancer. I have brown eyes. Oh, um, I am swiping yeah. left already. <laughs> Elijah, are you wearing the fedora? I think I can hear it. I, I think Wayne I can hear fedora. the fedora. Oh, God, you beautiful bastard. I knew it. All right. Uh, I'm George. I like video games. I have liked video games for a long time. And um, I've actually done some video game related projects. I live in San Francisco. I've done some work for small mobile developers. I've done some work for Ubisoft in the past. Um done some work on some Microsoft accounts when I was an intern of places and yeah I'm trying to break into the games industry on the creative side uh, specifically in marketing. I saw the Halo 3 Believe ad when I was in high school and I thought that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen so that's my goal.
1: Awesome awesome so what kind of work what kind of work do you do? Uh,
0: I'm a copywriter I work in advertising um, so when you see social posts I've written 10 billion of those for like a little game called Battle Camp. That was my first job in advertising. Battle Camp is like a Pokemon and Bejeweled had a baby. Um, I've also done stuff on the more creative side for Ubisoft. Um, I did some work on. um, What was it? Ghost Recon. Um, The second one, whatever that one was called. Yeah. (laughs) Did some work on that one. And uh, the new uh, Hyperscape game did some work on that, too.
2: Nice. that's awesome one of the games i'll be talking about this week
0: <laughs> it's really cool that it's out and i can now talk about that i mean i barely did anything i had like a really small role uh project for that um but it was still like a
1: lot of fun uh working so on that, it when when you say you're in marketing like how how does that job usually go about with the, with the marketing
0: um they so um there's client and then there there is like the creative side and a bunch of places have in-house so like you're like a first party creative studio, basically for the client. Um, so like EA used to work with this one company called Heat. They're a very good San Francisco based uh, ad agency. Remember like that Madden movie where like Colin Kaepernick oh played God, Al, yes. Al Pacino and like Gronk had like the football launching thing. Like that was Heat's last work with EA before EA went um, in-house. And so what happens is like a company will give a brief um, like uh, one company company i worked for i think they're called like evil geniuses or something um but they make like a 3v3 moba game for mobile um and so they just wanted us to come up with a campaign about like three friends assembling to be a team for this uh this little moba and so we just had the time of our lives sitting back and trying to think of the funniest craziest uh ways to convey that idea
1: um so do you you guys actually create the ads is that how this goes
0: yeah. So we basically come up with these things called mockups where like, we basically do all of like the heavy lifting for the ad. And then we pitch the idea. Like we just try to make it super clear and succinct what we intend to do. And then it very much feels sort of like, um, like a seventh grader. Where we're like, okay, here's what I want to do. Can we have some money please and go do it? Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much the job. Um, the Ubisoft stuff I did was a little different. That was like more creative. Like I was like naming stuff in game for that. So that was a little different. Um, But I I like the marketing stuff. Like I just, I like telling jokes. I like trying to be funny, like (laughs) trying to be clever. Um, So yeah, God, that is the most fun
1: thing in the world to do.
2: (laughs) That sounds really cool.
1: So um, how did you, uh, how'd you get into that? how did you get started there? Um, It's funny.
0: I actually, I worked at a bar uh, when I was in college and um. I had a friend who started working on, uh, early stuff for Far Cry four and Assassin's Creed, um, four black flag. And this dude is one of my favorite people on the planet, but he does not play video games, incredibly talented. He made like incredible spots. Like, uh, if you remember that spot for Assassin's Creed four, where like the tattoos were like sort of coming to life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, he did that. Um, And so he's not a gamer, but like, he would just call me up and like, ask me for like advice and like why people like the games and why people are drawn to like this game or something else. Like how is it different than another third person open world action game? And I would just like talk to him. And then I just got so jealous of like his job being cooler than my job. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, then I I moved to San Francisco. I went to an advertising school out here. Um, And yeah, slowly chipping away at that block, blocking me from a, the jobs I want to have. So yeah, I've just been doing small projects awesome. throughout COVID I've been doing virtual pub trivia. So like, that's been my, my super fun writing projects every week. Um, unfortunately I've not been working for the past like two months just because everyone's trying to figure out their budgets. Um Right. Right. In this brave new world we find ourselves in, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the work I want to do. So someone that's awesome, please, man. Someone please pay me to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's super, super cool. Uh, so uh, I think I remember you, you, you have a, a game podcast
0: as well. I do. Yeah, I just started it with one of my best friends, um, b- brother, who I will just hold in my heart until the day I die. This guy named Fabio Santana. You can follow him on Twitter at Sabio Santana. But we just started a new game podcast called Another Gaming Podcast um, because there's eight million and not all of them are of the high quality of frame skip. So we are just more more ear noise for you. Um,
2: George, I, I like that. having you on. You should come on more often.
0: <laughs> well, I started like, all right. So like during qu- quarantine, I got like super into Anthem. Like I ended up platinum-ing, platinuming that game in like two and a half weeks.
2: I really need that I, I just do
0: that. I just started listening. I mean, I'll reinstall it if you want someone to play with. Um, Heck Yes uh and so i just got into like super long podcasts and so this is just me and my best friend just like waxing nerd and poetic about uh video games for like probably like hour and a half to two and a half hours per episode but it's mostly just an excuse to like you know have a few beers and talk to a friend about something we're both passionate about so we'll cover the news we'll cover game releases and then we'll just uh you know talk about the stuff that we want to talk about like is this game overrated, underrated or properly rated? Um and then we'll pick like random topics and just sort of dive into those for, you know, 15 20 minutes and it's it's fun. That's just talking about one of my favorite things with one of my favorite people. So
1: Yeah, man, I always I always thought and, and said like we really missed the mark um when it came to our last podcast R&M because back when me and Austin first started recording podcasts, it was like a relatively underground, like unknown thing. We're talking like early it was probably like 2011. I think we started making a podcast with a, a few of our other friends, and you know, just like every other podcast that usually happens, it 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 fell apart. You know, there was a lot of drama between the guys and whatnot. Um, but back then, like if we had, had had a higher quality product and stuck with it, I really think that we would have we would have had something really special and probably could have gotten a lot bigger. And then, um, you know, we, we messed around there for a few years with different podcasts. And by the time R&M came around, like, the Joe Rogan boom had already happened. And once Joe Rogan started making a podcast, like, everyone and their mom made started making podcasts. And it's so flooded now. It's hard to get right. your name out there.
0: Yeah. Um, and, like, it's constantly, like, I live with my girlfriend. Fabio lives with his girlfriend. But, like, you know, I'll be honest. Like, in the back of my head, I'm like what if we just lived together? Like, what if we ran away together? Like, think about yeah. how good our <laughs> podcast could be if we were roommates. Like, what if we, what if we just did that?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I, um, I lived <laughs> with two of my best friends uh, a couple of years. I guess it was like almost two years ago. We started doing it. We had a podcast called two beers and a whiskey and um oh, that's
0: a great name it's a great name Yeah, it, it,
1: it, it is a great name and it was a really good show but see the, the problem was is that i absolutely hate editing shows i hate it I, I i absolutely it's like what am i it's like doing the dishes or doing laundry for me it's like the worst chore you can possibly imagine um so what ended up happening was we'd have like these great episodes and these this, all this great content and only like half of them ever went out and like one percent of that went out on time like when they were supposed to and Um, but that was like a really funny show because we would just get wasted on, on air. And then, you know, like, like, like we'd get wasted to the point where we just start talking incoherently about stupid stuff and then i was like all right guys it's time to shut this up it's time to shut this, <laughs> oh, this,
0: this <laughs> turn into an episode of Aqua and hunger force no one knows what's going on but we're all having a great time <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, essentially <laughs>
1: essentially um, um but...
0: yeah i hate editing too i feel really bad that's what Fabio does and like i'm so like i'm trying to figure out how to do the hosting because i'm like i need to learn how to do this and i'm like trying to learn i'm like this seems impossible um And so I'm still struggling to like post our first episode, but please follow uh, another game pod on Twitter. Uh, I guarantee you by the end of this week, our impressions of the PlayStation 5 console reveal (laughs) will be up for your pleasure. (laughs) And then we're going to post a couple episodes quickly in succession after that, and then hopefully get on a weekly schedule. But um, yeah, now it's just...
1: That's what they say uh, man that, that like consistency is is key when it comes to getting your podcast out there but I also think because there's so many of them now that you need a little bit of extra like promotion as well which I'm sure you're going to be great at cuz that's, kind of, that's pretty much your whole job. Um, you know, I I'm, yeah. ver- I'm not
0: ver- I'm unemployed so I don't know how good I am at my job right now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, well that's by the your own thing. design. Well that's the thing yeah there's so many podcasts now it's like it's not enough to be a podcast it's like oh crap I actually have to be good damn it
1: <laughs> like who's yeah. who saw
0: that who saw that coming i thought i could just fart this thing out and, and you know just spin straw to gold but oh, god
1: it's this it's sort of the same concept as like becoming a twitch streamer or like a youtuber now like there's so many of them and there's so many people that make great content too mm-hmm. that you really have to stand out it's almost it's almost i would say akin to becoming like a professional athlete like there's a lot of people that are good at football but you have to be the point zero one percent who's like amazing at football to blow up and and, uh and make a lot of money at it but
0: yeah Yeah, there's for sure only only, i hate saying this
1: but there's only one fletcher
2: cox um it's so true i love you so much right now
0: god i hate the eagles go pats
1: um there's a guy from
2: my hometown
1: that actually is a professional football player um (laughs) robbie gold i think he's a kicker Oh, for the Niners. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's from, he's from the town that I live in. His whole family. Oh my God. And if
0: he stayed on the bears, they wouldn't have had that double doink and they would have, uh, they would have, oh my God, wait, were they playing the Eagles that year? That was, that was a different year. That was, that was a different year.
2: Because that was, uh, or no, never mind. I was thinking of the Vikings when they doinked in the playoffs.
0: Oh Um, yeah. There's a lot of doinks in the playoffs.
2: That might've been the Eagles one.
0: No, shut up. It wasn't. No, the Eagles are sorry. Sorry to sidetrack this and make this a sports podcast for a second. You're fine, dude. But You're I, fine. Uh, I just remember like the so the Patriots lost uh, Super Bowl 50, 51, no, 52, 52 to the Eagles. And I remember, um, yeah, they just like they were playing against the Falcons in like the opening round of the playoffs, and they just ran three fade routes in a row to Julio Jones. And like yep. if any one of those balls were caught. The Eagles wouldn't have made the Super Bowl, and I guarantee the Patriots would have beaten anyone in the NFC. The only reason you guys won is like you were actually a team of destiny.
2: It's so true. It
0: breaks my like I can't believe we beat Donovan McNabb, but we lost to Nick Foles. Like that still blows my mind. Like, I know absolutely.
2: I look back at that year, and I'm like, there is no reason any of this should have worked like it did.
0: Yeah, you're like it'll never get better than this, and then the next three years happen. You're
1: like, I didn't want to be right. That's <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> <laughs> sadly even more true.
1: You know what i I always thought was like super insane. Um, do you? Did you guys watch Parks and Recreation?
0: Heck yes! Only only a hundred
1: times. Yeah. Okay, so wasn't the final episode that the final episode that show did a time skip, right? Yeah. And wasn't like their hometown, um, like baseball team or football team that same year it was like notoriously terrible But that same year in the show. And in real life, they went on like a crazy streak. Am I crazy about that? Um,
0: I can't remember. Cause like it jumped to multiple years in the final episode. Like it would show like, uh, I think like up to like eight years in advance. And it was also like five years, four years, and then 40 years in in, in advance. So I can't remember, but, um, I think that was like, yeah, the last year. Cause like the cults, uh, had a big push. Um, like they made it to the playoffs if not last year than the year before. And I think that did line up timeline wise with
1: yeah. Yeah, one of the right.
0: predictions from, well, cause they got Frank Reich who was like the uh, offensive coordinator from the Eagles. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he became the head coach uh, and they actually had a really good team that year. Marlon Mack is stud. Um, oh
2: gosh. Yes. He's so good.
1: Oh yeah. This is what it was. The Chicago Cubs won the world series that year and they did it in the show as well.
0: Oh, oh okay. Well then that has nothing to do with the Colts. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah, well that was a long-running joke because like they made that joke in a back to the future part two also um and i think it did line up when they talked about like the cubs going back to the world series because like they had like a famous curse not unlike the red
1: Sox. um
2: yeah you're right yeah, yeah. sorry i didn't mean um, to take us no, down a,
0: an
1: espn tangent i
2: apologize
1: <laughs> you're totally fine man you're totally fine let's talk about uh, our weekly game this week elijah why don't you kick us off man we've been playing this week
2: so there are really three games i want to talk about one is just going to be brief i've been playing kill la kill uh if which is like an alternate timeline like what if this happened of the series and it got me re-watching the anime uh absolutely love that game. It's so fun, so stupid, so ridiculous.
1: I know but, I'm gonna get crucified for this, but I hate that anime.
2: No, nah, I get it. I I completely understand that.
0: I know I'm gonna get crucified for this in a different way, but I've never seen that anime.
2: <laughs> I, I definitely know that actually.
0: <laughs> Do you watch a lot of anime, George? I watch so much Gundam, your eyes would melt. And I watch Outlaw Star. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I like the sci fi stuff. Um I watch like the Bootleg ava stuff like a couple years ago in college but besides that i'm such a a bad anime and like all i want to do is get like the funimation app or like Crunchyroll or something but like i'm subscribed to so many other things and i'm like yeah okay if i spend money on this and time on this and that's just like time and money i'm wasting on these other apps that i'm already invested in so
1: you know what i think actually is is is, like super amazing sorry elijah i I didn't mean to interrupt your uh your section here but with anime and it seems like anime and manga exclusively there's such a massive like insanely massive piracy scene in the United States oh, yeah. and it doesn't seem like anyone's really doing anything to 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 curb that any of the companies like there's there's probably like like there's probably like 10 sites you can go to in like the first results of Google that you can just go on these websites and watch anime completely free mm-hmm. like in the same quality you can get through a streaming app same with manga and you think like funimation or like crunchyroll or whoever their publishing company is they would be like hey we got to we got to stop this but they don't and i I, would, I bet like 50% of like massive anime fans never pay for anime it's really strange
0: I remember HBO. took great pride in being like, uh you know, when Game of Thrones had come out. It, like every new episode would be like the most pirated episode or whatever, like on Pirate oh, yeah. Bay. And they like they kind of wore that yeah. as like a badge of honor. It's like our stuff's so good, people have to steal it.
2: <laughs> like... <laughs> well, like some of it is anime can be so incredibly expensive. I would gladly like the. Was it last night? I Was like you know what? I kind of I, I want to see how much it would cost for me to buy Kill La Kill, and to get all 25 episodes on blu-ray it would cost me $200 and that's not like it's out of stock or anything that's aniplex normal price off their website that's not what you want <laughs> no yeah. I, mean, I
1: remember yeah. I, sword Art online was the same way I, yeah. I wanted to get the blu-ray of that and that was like $200 that's
2: also aniplex it's they are so expensive funimation is like oh you want the uh, entire like the one show with like 32 episodes you want the entire 32 episode run uh, we'll take out a couple of special features. And you can have it for 20 bucks.
0: Well, there's like a there's a Japan town here in San Francisco. And there's like this uh, kick up little uh, like anime shop there. Uh-huh. And I remember going in and like they had a bootleg copy of Ava and it was like 80 dollars. And I'm like, I know for a fact this isn't sanctioned why is it so expensive? And I was like, really quick. Like, let me just Google eBay. Like, like, let me find out how much And like the regular set, like the official set was like $400 used. I'm like, all right, I will spend the $80 on this then. And I will not now you're, be happy about you're it.
1: Saying, uh, is it Ava like Evangelion? Is that what you're oh, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, so this is amazing because we just talked about this. I want right. to say we're, we're, on a, we're on a
0: first name basis. We're pretty friendly. She, she lets me call her Ava. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
1: we just talked about this like two or three episodes ago. So about I want to say six months ago, I went on like an anime kick. I wanted to go through and like, like watch all the classic anime that um, that I had missed, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And I got to Evangelion and I immediately stopped after Evangelion. I hated Evangelion so much.
0: Of course you did, man. You're an adult. It's just suicide
1: note the show. Like it's so, oh it's so heavy, man. <laughs> I was like, this isn't fun to watch. This <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> and the last episode is complete nonsense. I didn't understand anything about the last episode. Like like if I remember correctly, the last episode is the is, is homeboy is like sitting in a chair, right? And like a lot of like like hallucina- hallucinations and stuff happening to him. Am I am I right about that?
0: Um I think so. I haven't actually rewatched it in a minute. Um, I I mean, that feels right. Like, if it's like, oh, man, terrible, terrible ending for this protagonist who was forced into unbearable situations that he didn't want to be a part of. Like, yeah, it sounds like he probably didn't have, like,
2: didn't didn't they make a movie or something that actually retold the last, like, two episodes, but spread it out more to make it more understandable or something?
0: Yeah, I've never seen the movies, but, like, I can't I don't know if they're like sequels or compilations, and I'm sure. Someone listening to this is just, like, pulling their hair out screaming, and I apologize. Um, But, yeah, like, I don't know if they are compilations. I know that's super popular. Like, Gundam is my favorite anime of all time. It only got successful, like, the show was canceled and, like, had its order cut short down to, like, 39 episodes. Um, And then it wasn't until, like, the next year when they, like, recut everything into movies. Like, that's when Gundam became incredibly successful. And then it was greenlit for sequels and sequels, and 30 years later, it's still, like, one of the... Longest enduring the animes of all time. Um, and so, like, I know it's not uncommon to just sort of like cut everything together into a more digestible cinematic experience. Um, right. But I've never seen the movies. So I don't know if they're sequels or strictly compilations.
1: I think there is. I think there's both. So, from what I understand, there's, I think, uh, one or two movies that take place after the series, and then there's, they're, they're making a new. Compilation that comes out like every once in a while—that's a retelling of the original series. If I remember correctly, I can't. That's—I might be wrong I f- about. That. I
2: feel like that sounds right, just from what I heard.
1: Yeah. So well, it's, all, it's wild. All
2: I know is George and I both agree on what is probably the best Gundam series. Oh Mobile man, G Gundam
0: is it? It's G-Gundam, G Gundam, sure. yeah, G Gundam, yeah. No no it's not get the get the hell out of here. It, it's, it's super no, it's super fun. Mad. It's 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 Dragon Ball Z with robots. Like there's nothing terrible about that bro. show. You know, that's bro, bro. There's nothing terrible. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's not the best one. Like I'm I'm super into like the traditional like the original timeline, the universal century timeline because it gets super nerdy and then there's like corporate espionage happening and weapon suppliers building mobile suits for good guys, bad guys because it turns out they're all bad guys. Like I I'm super into that stuff.
2: I i totally forgot how heavy wing is and i started up again the other days i'm like i haven't watched this in like 10 years and the first episode i'm gonna kill you well that got right forgot about that all right uh, strapped I, was, in. I was just i was
1: just trying to invite you to my birthday party <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, like wing's hard for me to watch because hero is such an unlikable character like i i just i just watch it i'm like i hate this guy oh, he's great he's such a i love him he's
0: great i know <laughs> just walking around in his tank top and gym shorts when he's 15 that's a recipe for disaster <laughs> but yeah like oh god i love that show
1: <laughs> have you ever uh messed with the model kits the gunplay at all
0: uh yeah oh, actually I, I build them all the time i'm currently building a queble from <laughs> double zeta gundam i'm building oh, okay. the new the new Izeel from uh gundam double 83 probably my favorite gundam series it's basically just top gun but with robots it's great oh, okay. um cool and I'm also building the Moon Gundam from an anime I haven't seen yet, but the robot looks nice. so cool. I couldn't say couldn't say no.
1: Yeah, dude, I love I love uh, gunpla. I um, I I build exclusively master grades because I hate I hate yeah. the fact that if like uh-huh. yep. if I build them, I can't display them together. You know, like because like, mm. the master grades are all on the same scale, so. Yep. I, I started building Master Grades, and I haven't stopped building Master Grades. The last one I built was the uh, Barbados Gundam from Iron-Blooded Orphans. Oh, man.
0: See, actually, I've, that's, like, one series I still haven't seen yet. And I've heard amazing oh. things about IBO, but, like, yeah, still haven't seen it. I, again, I have such a hard time getting into, like, the non-UC timeline. And, like, I know I just need to get over myself and just, like, <laughs> no, man, there's really good shows with, like, lots of things you will enjoy. Um, but, yeah, I still haven't seen IBO. Yeah.
1: Ibo is super good and it's got first off one of the most amazing opening soundtracks I, I can possibly imagine in anime. The the raise your, raise your flag is like such a great song that I listen to it constantly like outside the anime. But uh, the story is also good, so super good. And the the Gundam dude, the Gundam with like the exposed pistons and whatnot in, in his waist is super cool. I love the Barbados. It's it's but, yeah. It sucks that he has like that V
0: thing and like I don't even have the V thing. You know like that <laughs> like the, abdominable, the, the yeah, abdominal V. Like <laughs> <thing. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid robot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, Elijah. Go ahead. Uh, yes, and talk dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna no, be okay no, This is great. This is
2: great. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, I've been playing Kill a Kill. That's where I was at. I forgot. But the other two games I want to talk about is George mentioned earlier. I played the beta for Hyperscape. Uh, me and show friends Craig and Brandon were playing it. Uh, streamed it the other day, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, it is your classic battle royale. 99 people, teams of three, and it's it set in this like virtual world, kind of like if it were the internet or whatever, in a city that looks very reminiscent of like France, which would make sense because Ubisoft. Um, and the way weapons and everything, it's the same thing drop, find your weapons, but what you can do is you can upgrade your weapons by like picking up the same weapons so up to four times there's like four levels for each one uh it'll upgrade a little bit so like going to the second level of the weapon might make reloading a little faster until you get to the fourth level where you get this like special ability for each one that just makes it more powerful or something like that but then you have these certain abilities, and I bring these up because there's one that's just amazing. But there's, like, one that just gives you health, one that gives you a little bit more armor, and it wears off after time. But the best one is one puts you in a metal hamster ball, and you can ride around jumping in a hamster ball.
0: I can, you don't... Crush pe- can you crush people in it? Like,
2: one-shot one kills with it? I don't know. I used it to run away, um, and it worked very well. Because if you run over, there are these jump pads in it that you just walk into that it jumps you super high. So I just started rolling super fast and hit this jump pad and just flew over buildings. It was amazing. Uh, There are some things I'm not big on. The gunplay doesn't feel right to me. And maybe it's just because I'm not used to it yet but it just didn't sit right with me. Like, I was doing absolutely terrible, and then I went and played Apex afterwards and did fantastic. And it Um, might just be so different. Go on.
0: uh, Sorry to to interject, but, like, did it feel like Far Cry? Like, in terms of, like, their first-person shooting engine? A little bit. Yeah, Uh, because I think, like, I love Far Cry, but it feels a little stiff compared to, like, the more competitive shooters.
2: Yes, it does. That is a... Yeah, it's a very good way of putting it. And I don't know... Three quarters of the guns, I am like, I started to use them like, this gun is absolute trash, and I refuse to use it again. And that's like usually, three quarters of the guns.
1: Usually when a game works like that, I, I default to like uh, shotguns and rocket launchers because you don't have to really aim with them. That's, what I, that's how I normally deal with that problem. Sort of see, like it didn't fall out for it. See,
2: I used the shotgun, and the reloading is so slow. You get two mm-hmm. shots and then have to reload, yeah. and I just got pummeled by a guy that I was like, shot shot and I hit him with both but it didn't kill him and I was there trying to reload and run away and jump around and just in the time it took he was hitting me and just took me down
1: funny enough and we'll, we'll talk about it here in a bit but uh I beat Fallout 4 this past week and there is a really really extremely rare gun in that game that can drop um I mean it's it's like a like a 0.1% chance this drops but it's the everlasting mod on a double barrel shotgun so basically, what the Everlasting mod does is that you don't ever have to reload. And the double-barrel shotgun is the only gun in the game that doesn't have, like, a... Um, I don't remember what the, the actual term is called, but it's, like, a response time, like, between shots. You know, I'm talking about, like... like A, ref- like, a, like, a refractory
2: a,
0: period,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a refractory <laughs> period. <laughs> but, um, so, basically, what you can do, if you have 300 shotgun shells... In, in the double barrel shotgun in and, and you have the everlasting mod as fast as you can click the fire button and is as fast as he'll shoot the shotgun and he'll never reload. And uh that just reminded me of that because I, I was able to take down like a death claw or something like that in about twenty seconds flat just with a double barrel shotgun. It was pretty sweet. Um but yeah George what are you been playing lately man? Um
0: I've been prepping for Ghost of Tsushima. I, I haven't bought Last of oh. Us 2 yet. Not not because I don't want to play it. Um, I just I'm never I've never been super into that series, and so I know I'll play it someday. But like that seems like oh, a PlayStation Five launch game for me. Don't mind if I do. Um, True that. But I've been so excited for Ghost of Tsushima. So I've been going through, and I've actually been playing Infamous One and Two. I've only ever played Second oh. Son. Um. So oh I play- wow. So I'm playing those for the first time. I just beat Infamous One last week and i thought that game was like pretty fine and then i got to the end and then the ending just blew my mind i was just like this is the coolest thing ever uh when you find out like who kessler really was yeah um god that was mind-blowing and like that was the first time in such a long time where i remembered like being excited to play a video game like i finished that and then i immediately fired up infamous 2 it was like 2 o'clock in the morning i'm like no i gotta start i gotta see where this goes
1: um the infamous series is so fun man it's really one of the saddest stories in games to me that they abandoned that franchise because i love infamous so so much
0: yeah it um, really like honestly like i'm a huge vita proponent and like man they should have just like retired that series to the vita um
1: yeah that would have sold vita copies for sure or Vita. oh
0: my god like sure. if you just got to play a game as like i'm still like i just got to the second island in infamous too um but like man like i love quo as a character and like kicks is cool too like if there was just like a game where you're playing maybe not even as Cole but like just as like another conduit like man I don't know how you
1: felt about this but I really didn't I mean now so we have completely different backgrounds the infamous so second son was your first game and second son was the last game I played in the series I played it you know in release order I hated Delson as a character it ruined second son for me um so how did you feel about Delson in second son compared to Cole um, I liked him a lot.
0: Like, I think he was a little a little angstier for his age than I yeah. would have preferred. Like, he definitely he, yeah. it felt like he had, like, a teenager's attitude, but he was supposed to be, like, what, like, 25 or 30-ish? Um, yeah. But besides that, like, I don't know. Like, that dude and I have completely different experiences, so, like, I'm not one to say how he should behave or act, and especially in, like, a weird... Like, I mean, we all lived in a post-9-11 world as real people, but, like, I don't know. Like, this seems like post-9-11 times a billion <laughs> you know like oh that's so, right that's right so he like, was
1: like uh he was like middle eastern or something wasn't he i thought he was native american, native, um, native american. You know, i thought that yeah. i thought that too i thought that too but there was like a racism element to his character wasn't there
0: um i think so i haven't played that game since launch yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, stay trying, here. Stay yeah. I'm trying uh, to finish infamous Two, and then i have like started a hard playthrough because like i love platinums and so like i need to go back i want to try yeah, to beat buddy. second Sun and um first light, first light before goes to tsushima <laughs> next week um
2: yeah I, what were, you, what were you seeing, Elijah? thinking about it like thinking back to it yes it is native american because i specifically remember like the houses and i don't know if it was just like an old woman that like he was friends with or was like part of his family or that but yeah it was native american i think yeah, it was his grandmother that. like i think
0: that was like the first like yeah, choice you could make um i'm pretty sure because like yeah pacific northwest i think um i'm not trying to be disrespectful i just like haven't touched the game in five yeah, years. yeah same so, here so, same so, here, so same i'm here. not sure um the details i'm excited to get back to it though um but man i think like one of my favorite things about infamous 2 and this is actually a question i want to ask you guys um okay yeah it. Hey. So, so i love that the game starts and you don't lose any powers like i think that's brilliant like after every metroid game i've ever played it's just like oh man like you're gonna give me a taste of the good stuff and then you're gonna take it away and then you're gonna make the game all about me trying to feel as cool as i did in the first five minutes yeah, right, eight, right eight and a half hours ago it's like that's that certainly yeah. is a decision. Uh, we'll see see how that one plays out, Cotton. Um, but I love that you just get your powers, and then throughout the game, like I said, just got to the second island. Um, spoilers, I guess, for a 10-year-old game. Sorry. Um, you basically, based on like your karmic choices, are kind of tied to like these two other conduits that you meet. One is a local. Her name is Kix. Uh, a Creole woman uh very very hard life she's lived so she's bitter and angry and like wants to get revenge and quo is like an agent and she's kind of your handler i guess and she wants justice um my first playthrough i always do as like a a hero a uh, paragon whatever you want to call it um Master but i love revenge. that like every karmic choice you make sort of unlocks like a twist on your powers like i chose quo in my first playthrough so like i'm getting like ice powers that i can like sort of augment my oh, electrical yeah. stuff with um but man even like two hours into that game this is the question i want to ask you guys how soon into a game do you realize this is one of your favorite games because this has happened to me twice during quarantine where i started playing final fantasy 10 for the first time ever on vita oh wow and it like within like i hated the first part and then like the first part with like the uh the pirates that you hang out with and then like once you get yeah. to the island basically um then I really sort of turned the corner on that game. And so it probably took like three hours, but I'm like, this is already one of my favorite games of all time. And I haven't seen Squat from this game.
1: It just and then Infamous,
0: Infamous 2, like same thing, like three hours into that game, I'm just like, this is one of the best video games I've ever played. And I've seen nothing of it yet, but I just know in my bones, this is like a top 10 game for me. Um, So That's like awesome. when's, That's great when's the earliest into a game that you would just like everything clicked and you just realize like, this is tailor made for me.
1: Oh, dude! Uh, absolutely, like uh, twenty minutes into Spider Man on PS4, oh, like, really? like as soon as uh, yeah, as soon as like uh, Spider Man PS4 started, and that that like bomb track, um, alive from I think it, the the band's called the Warbly Jets, uh, yeah uh feels right feels spider-man yeah um let me me just check that real quick yeah wordly Jet alive that that song is awesome and you see uh you know peter parker just throwing on his outfit and jumping out the window and then you immediately start swinging through the city i'm like this is it this is the experience i've wanted since i was like six years old with a spider-man game because it feels perfect the way spider-man just flies through the city feels amazing in that game now There's certain things I think could have been better in Spider-Man, like the combat. I thought the combat was really good, but it could have been better. But I think that like that moment can happen almost anytime, as long as you don't hate your experience with the game up until that point. So for instance, um, Xenoblade Chronicles two, I played Xenoblade Chronicles two in 2018, I think. And for the first, I don't know, like uh, it's a really long game. I want to say for the first 20 or 30 hours, I'm like, this is good it's good enough to hold my attention. And then like some bomb story hits happen and the the story takes a drastic turn, like all Xeno games do. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is getting really, really, really good. And then that they kept, you know, climbing that mountain. And by the end of it, I was like, this is, this is absolutely one of my favorite games of all time. Rad, Um, rad, rad. Yeah. So I think that, 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 that turning point can happen for me anyway, at any point in time, Mm -hmm. as long as the game has kept my attention, to that point. What about you Elijah? Uh,
2: no like, I agree with you. Because two of the games that come to mind for me. One is Bloodborne. Which as soon as I hit that first boss. And like I died right away. But I was already right at that point. I love the way this game looks. And I don't mean that graphics wise. I mean like the architecture of the buildings. The way the streets look. The creature creation. Like everything about that game. I already knew that was going to hit home with me. And I just fell even more in love after that. But another one that comes to mind is Doki Doki Literature Club. Which, oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yes, um, you, you see that common thing. If you could choose one game to play for the first time again, what would it be? My answer will always be Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, okay. It, it was about three hours and 45 minutes into that game. Granted, my entire play took me about five to five and a half hours to play it three times for reasons that i'm not going to go into because story uh but three and a half hours was when it hit that point like oh oh wow okay yep yep i'm i'm in i'm so in (laughs) god that game
1: yeah man uh i don't know it's such an interesting question because like like i said that that moment can happen at any point in time and you just realize like oh wow because there's been games i've played through that I've pretty much just played because of, of boredom, you know? And then, yeah. like, all I remember all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually really, really love this game. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami is one of those games for me. Yes. Uh, because... Dude, I'm, uh, I'm
0: stuck on the fighting that damn bouncer. Like, I can't figure out how to do it. I'm, like, I love video games. I'm awful at video games. Like, I'm so oh, bad yeah, at them. Um, yeah. Can't beat that bouncer. But, like, that's, like, a game, like, I want to love so bad. Because, like, it just seems like Shenmue just with more to do.
1: So it's like a modern version of it. Well, yeah, um, so like
0: I just, I just want to check it out, but that damn bouncer won't let me have a good time.
2: <laughs> I'll never forget. I got a review copy of Yakuza zero hashtag given to me by Sega, whatever. Um, and I didn't know like anything about Yakuza. I thought it was going to be like an eight hour, just brawler beat 'em up kind of thing. And then I'm going to say like 10 hours into it, I hit that point of this is one of the greatest games I've ever played. And I had this was completely everything I didn't expect. And yeah, it so, like we were saying, it can hit any time.
1: Yeah. Uh, see, like I started playing Yakuza Kiwami because Pedro, my, 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 Best friend Pedro, he's like. Fr- Wait, you say my friend Pedro?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I have a I
1: have a friend <laughs> video. Well, game. well yeah, basically, like my my best friend Pedro. Yeah, <laughs> um, but because I'm I'm like a huge martial artist. I've been a martial artist my whole life. No, you're fine, dude. And uh, Pedro was like, dude, you gotta play this game. And I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up. And I, I played it for maybe an hour or two. And I was like, nah, this isn't for me, man. Because like I think I think Yakuza's combat feels very old and ps2 like yeah. until you start really getting good at it and uh then like he kept badgering me He was like dude dude come on just play it just play play a little give it another shot and i, I did and, and like i said i was playing it out of boredom at first and i really got into it and because he's right like you you're running around the city and people <laughs> people just stop you and like what's up time to trade hands let's do this yep. <laughs> like, it's just a brawl like i love that i love that idea like you're like well what you, you bump into me well now we got now we square up you know, like, I just, it, I don't know.
2: it never loses that It'd be like very no. very minor spoilers for six at one point you're running around the city holding a baby and they'll come up to you and sure, he'll just yeah. look at he'll just look at someone and be like hold my baby and give it to him yeah, and dude. then you fight and like, all right cool thanks and gets the baby back and i'm like what just happened
1: i love that world man that that idea that like it's just like any minor inconvenience is just solved by like beating the crap out of each other it's amazing and the side um,
2: stories are amazing
1: yeah but george what do you uh oh, yeah you already said yeah, playing it, well so no playing I, just, like, I just i yeah i wanted
0: to ask just because like i played the infamous like kind of begrudgingly like i, I enjoyed it cuz like yeah. i'm such a dork about like specifically like the 2000s like i i never had a dreamcast i like drunkenly bought one at the beginning of quarantine and i've just been having a blast just like playing through it cuz like i think that's like my favorite era of video games is like early ps2 uh late dreamcast like gamecube is probably my favorite console of all time and like i love the original xbox i still play it probably once or twice a week um but like infamous the first one like felt like just a prettier version of like a playstation 2 game for the most part yeah and like yeah i play that begrudgingly because like i said like i want to check out all these games before ghost of tsushima comes out uh but then it wasn't until like the last five minutes where i'm like oh crap this game rules and then like within Whoa. within yeah two hours a half hour i don't even know how long like infamous 2 i'm just like this game's impeccable like this this game is amazing
1: (laughs) well yeah it did it did come out in like 2009 so it pretty much is like almost a ps2 game yeah but what's amazing to me is that like i don't know if you guys agree with this or not but the ps3 we saw a massive massive jump in video games because like like what you're talking about like infamous one it does feel sort of like a like a ps2 game sort of like mm-hmm. you would find with like uh, ultimate spider-man or like uh,
0: ultimate S- destruction yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah but then like also on the same console you have games like uh the last of us and uncharted 3 mm-hmm, yeah. and they came out you know within but uh five years of each other but there was just this, this massive jump in quality of video games and now i, I would say like like that that tide has raised all the ships so like now all games like not all of them but like all your triple a games have have come up you know whereas like back in the ps2 days a lot of the games did feel a a lot different you can tell that when you play a game um with like the gameplay and the way games feel and control and when something's off it like throws you through a loop a little bit Mm -hmm. um like we were talking about with the shooting mechanics earlier I've been
0: working on um, like a, a blog post. Like, I have a, a website. It's just like where I put like all my advertising work. Like, that's what I'll send to people. Be like, look how cool these ads are. Pay me to make ads for you, please. Uh, but also <laughs> just like write video game related stuff because like as I love writing headlines for companies. You know, just cool pithy things that make a brand seem cool. But like, I first started writing for like a newspaper. And it was, like, a suit newspaper, so, like, I'm used to writing, like, 1,200 words at a time, because they're, like, we don't have enough words to fill this page of the newspaper. Please write more things. Um, And so I've been writing stuff, and, like, one thing I've been mulling over is, like, I really think the PlayStation 3 is probably Sony's most important console. And, like, I think my theory is that the PlayStation 4 is enjoying all the success that the PlayStation 3 deserved, because, like, PlayStation 4 is a remarkable console, but PlayStation 3 was so much more ambitious, with just, like, all the weird, crazy stuff it was trying to uh do.
1: So, yeah, explain. Just, why, why do you think it's the most important console for Sony?
0: Um, I think they were the most experimental on it. Um, okay. And so, like, just the fact that, like, the early PlayStation 3s, like, it kind of did the Wii thing where, like, the Wii was, like, every single Nintendo console. The PlayStation 3 was every single PlayStation console because you could play PS2, PS1 games, um, PlayStation 3 games. Uh, like, the PlayStation Network, I understand, like, is going to get made fun of. I totally get and appreciate that. But, like, I just think back to my sophomore year of college and I remember buying MAG like massive action oh game. yeah
1: dude oh it's yeah like
0: dude how do we go from like 256 player multiplayer and it's just like call of duty does like 14 or 16 like whatever they do yeah. for like a smooth lobby it's like well that seems like a step backwards and then um I oh god what was that game dust 514 where it's just yes. like oh so this is a game that plays out in real time and it's the land battles for like an mmo that's happening on pcs that like you'll never really sort of address but it's like the battles you're fighting are, like, the interpretations of, like, an MMO, like, action game where, like, they there's no land battles there. Like, it was just incredible. And, like, Starhawk, like, crafting on the fly is just like, oh, well, I wonder where I've seen that in the biggest video game on the planet right now, you know? like (laughs) And so it's just, like, it had, like, all these ideas where they were just, like, their backs were against the walls. Like, I totally get why they were just throwing everything and to see what could stick. But, like, I think PlayStation 4 is, like, basically sony in like its 20s where it's just like oh man that other stuff that was dumb like i can't believe we were so into it i'm <laughs> like
1: yeah but you were so much fun back then man <laughs> yeah yeah that's true man that is true yeah because like they, they were like throwing darts at a dartboard and just seeing what stick like you even have the like, games like uh playstation all-stars right oh, and like, i, I it didn't that really game, stick that game's,
0: that game's great like i don't care what people say like that i had such fantastic. a good time playing that game
1: yeah man um playstation all-stars was awesome and it's just like like you said, they had their backs up against the wall. They were getting beat mercilessly, and uh, they just they, they they tried all these different ideas and found stuff that stuck. And uh, apparently, what stuck was uh, third person action games. Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
0: and like I still like I have Days Gone, I have God of War, I have The Last of Us Remastered, and like I gotta be honest, like I I have a hard time getting into certain games. And like I put God of War in, and like I want to play this so bad. But it's not clicking right now. I'm sure it will down the road. But, like, I'm just not as excited by first-party games this generation just because they seem so serious. And, like, I don't know. The world's been pretty serious for what feels like the past couple years. Like, basically, since the PlayStation 4 came out, I'm like, I kind of just want, like, more zany stuff. So, like, that's why, like, Infamous, I've been playing through PlayStation Now. Um there was a How's deal. How's working for you? There was a deal a couple weeks ago, forty bucks for a year. I'm like, hell yeah! Like I'll absolutely do yeah. That. Um, it's been great. Like there's a couple of hiccups, but like I can't tell if that's just like. <laughs> you know, a game being accurate to its PlayStation three version, or if it's like, mm-hmm. I got pretty decent internet. So I'm just going to assume it's like, oh, uh, the game was a little choppy, which sounds like most PlayStation three games I've yeah. played. Um,
1: yeah. Cause I noticed when I, I, cause I tried to play, uh, the force unleashed cause I love that game. Um, the the PlayStation great, now, yeah. and I noticed it, there was a noticeable input delay that really drove me crazy with, I was able to play it, but it, the, the input delay, I never got used to that. So I I don't know. Do you have any uh any like ex- like problems with that?
0: Nothing major. Like probably like once every two hours, there's like one moment where, like I'll be trying to move coal around, and that'll feel like a little sloppy and choppy. But for mm-hmm. the most part, no, it's been really smooth.
1: Um, um, but you you were saying that you wanted um, some some more like zany stuff. Did you play Spider Man on PS4?
0: I did. Yeah. Like that that was one that like I'm a huge comic book nerd. Um, yeah, like, I've sure. been going to the shop every week, uh, for, since I was like 14 years old. Um, yeah uh so i yeah i absolutely had to check that out and like i really liked it but also like i didn't think it was that much better than like older spider-man games like oh really well like i, I love it it's it, i think it's the best spider-man game hands down but it's also like yeah. yeah i remember feeling this way when i was 14 playing spider-man 2 and like i love like i've been playing ultimate spider-man actually like the uh
1: my favorite cel,
0: the cell shaded one yeah from the original yep. like xbox gamecube so SD good gen yep and yeah like that one's great um and it's funny because like Infamous Two doesn't feel like that much of a departure from like that game specifically. Ultimate no, Spider-Man. no, that's
1: what I, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's why I said that earlier.
0: Um, but like, obviously, it's like you know the best version of those. Like, it is it is the Super Saiyan Three of those games. But um, <laughs> but it doesn't feel like that far of a departure. And it's like, oh, so like these games are just this is just like solid video game stuff you know like this is yeah. just like what makes a fun enjoyable video game is just this content um yeah. obviously most polished and smoothest um and yeah so like actually, miles, miles morales is probably my most anticipated ps5 game um
2: okay, so yeah.
1: yeah uh so uh this, this is interesting because we got a question um from one of our longtime friends and listeners uh uh fan we call him fancy he he goes by a different moniker now nature hoot on uh, twitter but he said i got a question for george and seth why is miles morales the best spider-man now george i don't know if you know this or not but for years now i have had a deep-seated like hatred and battle against yeah, this miles man, Morales. i listened, to, I listened to
0: that episode of you taking an umbrage and i was just like god damn it man how <laughs> like, <Yeah.
1: laughs> So I don't remember all what I said on that episode because I remember trying not to get too deep into it. uh, But you're a massive comic book nerd, too. But you said you you love Miles Morales. Uh,
0: I do. I think it does a really important thing that comic books aren't really allowed to do. And I think it figured out a way to de-age the character. Like I remember reading comics in high school and um, in Civil War, uh, Spider-Man unmasked and told the world that he was Peter Parker. Yeah, and, worst
1: mistake um,
0: I've with Spider Man. No, I actually think that was like a good story. Like, um, one one more day is what it's called. Yeah. It was oh
1: Jan, no, man, you can't be telling me that.
0: drawn by Joe Casada. Oh. Well, like, well I think it's fine. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, there's going to be another Spider Man comic next week. Like, it doesn't really matter what happens in this one. <laughs> um, it
1: ruined everything, though, dude. It broke so, up the marriage so, with him. It so broke day. up
0: the marriage. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like. See, that's the thing is like, if you have Miles Morales, you don't have to break up the marriage of Peter Parker and like something about Peter Parker, like still being in like the same sort of rough situation. I'm like, granted, I'm like 10 issues behind on like the Nick Spencer run that's currently okay. happening from Marvel. I um, am too. I am too. Yeah. so like, I think I'm up to like issue 25 with that. It's like, I am, I am behind. I will admit that. But it, like, it just, at the end of the day, it kind of feels like blink One Eighty Two singing singing um, a song now. And it's like, mm-hmm. you guys are 45. Why are you still singing a song about like high school? Like, okay. This is kind of this is kind of weird. And so like with Peter Parker, like this is probably just like a personal bias. just is like I've grown up with this dude. So it's like, bro, you've been 35 or 30 for like 15 years. And so like I, I love yeah. the idea of Miles Morales because it allows the character because like what's really cool about Peter Parker is like his attitude is spirit. And like Miles is taking that and being a more modern interpretation of uh, like, okay, what does it mean to be Miles Morales now? And like, we got some of that with ultimate Spider-Man, like the first run before miles was introduced. um,
1: Right. Right. Because
0: Peter Parker was all like, originally it was just like, Oh, this is the atomic age. And what does the atomic age mean to be a teenager when you get these powers? Like there's all that. And then ultimate Spider-Man happens like, Oh, post nine 11 or sorry. I think it happened just before. And then it was very much a post nine 11 world with like the inclusion of like the ultimates and ultimate X-Men and stuff. But it was just like, yep a modern reinterpretation for the 2000s then miles was a chance to reinterpret it even further because it feels like culture is moving so quickly now and so miles is just like this really interesting character because like there's not a lot of multiracial characters in space and like i'm multiracial like i'm half latino i look white so like i don't have the same exact experience as miles does as like a, a black puerto rican um but no, I think it's interesting. And it like, it allows the character to be young again. And like, I feel young reading him and it's just exciting and it's dangerous. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's going through this for the first time, man. I remember going through that for the first time. And there's yeah. like an event happening right now called, I think it's outlawed where they're basically trying to like pass legislation to make it. So you can't, you have to be at least 18 to be a superhero. And like, you know, I'm about to turn 30, but even I'm like, damn, that sounds really cool, man. Like <laughs> I want to read that. Like I want to read that comic event and see what's
1: going on there. Um, so, yeah, my, my problem with Miles Morales, uh, and this is specifically the comic version of Miles Morales, because I think I've said uh, multiple times, like, I think Into the Spider-Verse did Miles Morales very well. And I think the video game actually does Miles Morales very well. But it's the comic version of Miles Morales I have a specific problem with. And I think that, well, I know that that, that problem is is not with the the character itself, but it's the writing that Miles Morales has. Mm-hmm. Um and what worries me is I see some of the same patterns coming in the um, in the game coming up because what I was really really hoping was that they didn't give Miles Morales the uh, spider sting ability and the invisibility ability because in my opinion I think this from what I've seen with, with a lot of people that criticize Miles Morales's writing that those two abilities make like for instance um, I don't I know you read this but I don't know if you remember the first issue of of Miles Morales Spider Man when post secret wars when he was in the main 616 right they the whole avengers the whole avengers team was beaten by this demon and miles shows up and essentially one shots him and puts him out of his misery and he's also done this to like venom and he's done this to peter parker as well and i'm like oh god that's so that's so like
0: yeah, it's so weird that this one yeah. person who is literally one of the only people strong enough to survive a dying universe in Secret Wars. Yeah, it's so well. weird that he. No, I get it. No, he's he's supposed to be a teenager, and so like I understand like the desire to see like no, I wanted to learn the ropes more. Like I, I get that, yeah. but also I don't know. Like comics, like it's it's one of those things where like I used to be super up continuitys when it came to comics, but. I don't know the older I've gotten I've just been more appreciative of just like no I really like honestly just want a good story for 15 to 20 minutes at a time and it's so, like I, I do get the frustration Um, I, I disagree with you about his powers like I think that actually sounds like a, a cooler video game if there could be stealth sections if there could be maybe like more of a ranged attack with him like I think that's actually better video game fodder than right. Peter Parker um and so like i understand like with peter parker there's like a natural difficulty curve because he can't do that stuff i'm like all right with miles there's a more interesting difficulty curve because he can do that stuff
1: um well like i I think i think the problem comes like every people call it like the 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 fight ending ability like it's like a a lot of times when i'm reading miles's comics it's like okay well time to end the fight now and he pulls that off and it's like Man, I don't know if I, I if I like that or not. Like I, the thing I like about Peter Parker most, and as Spider Man, is like the struggle he goes through. Like he's always getting beaten down and always has to like overcome something. And I just don't get that same sense from Miles Morales. And I get they're different characters, but I think also the biggest mistake they made with Miles Morales was giving him the Spider Man moniker and also giving putting him in the main universe with Peter Parker. Because I think that. I, I personally think that people are always going to view Spider-Man as Peter Parker. I think by putting him in the same universe and putting him next to Peter Parker, you're always going to have the shadow cast over him. And I and one of the things that I really wish happened was... Um, God, who... Uh, the, his name's escaping me. The, the writer of Miles Morales Forever. Um, what was his the name?
0: Cur- the current one? Or the previous the, one? No,
1: the, the previous uh, one. That we're, we're Brian saying, Brian who, Michael Bendis? Yes, Bendis. Uh, Ray and Bendis' run there was a great scene with miles where he was like holding the mask and he's like i think it's time for a change and they were alluding to him like dropping the spider-man moniker and and starting his own sort of superhero uh uh, superhero identity and i really wish that would have happened because i do think that like miles suffers from like the batman syndrome right like anytime someone else has the mantle of batman like people people are just like all right well you know, this isn't this isn't really Batman. Like like when Nightwing had it and when Jim Gordon had it and when Azrael had it, like, it never really sticks. And I sure. think that like if they gave Miles, because like, I think Miles is popular enough now that you can give him his own moniker, you can give him his own mantle and, and let him build on that. But I just don't think there's Enough room there in the Marvel Universe because everyone knows Peter Parker. He's been an, an established character for, geez, almost almost a hundred years now. No, not really. Actually, like 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 uh seventy. Oh, but like sev- rounds up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. So I don't know, man. I
0: would I would love to rebut that, but also like I know we're going like we're almost at an hour, and I know you guys try to keep it a high and tight ninety at the most. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we sh- should we just go long? Is this a special occasion because we got friends over? Um. We can go a little long. So yeah, right. just
1: give me a quick rebuttal. We'll move on after this. All
0: right. Um. I think. One interesting aspect of Miles Morales is the fact that like he comes from a world where he was Spider-Man, and so he's crossing from the Ultimate Universe, which number designation I cannot remember, but he's over in the 616. six one six. So Sixteen he, ten. Sixteen ten. Thank you. Um, and so he's like crossing over, and he's just like trying to find his place in a world where like he's technically a, a copy of someone else, I guess, or, or like a replacement. And like I know there was like that big story where like Peter Parker died in the Ultimate Universe, and like, I, I, I get that and appreciate right, that, but right. um but I don't know, just like sort of like coming into a world where like, there's all these expectations foisted upon him because there is someone else named Spider-Man. And it's just one of those things. that's just like, why would I change my name when I'm Spider-Man? Like he should change his name. Like, I just love that sort of okay. conflict and like that, like identity crisis. And it's also him trying to live up. Cause like Peter Parker is an amazing human being. Um, right. And so him trying to live up to the reputation, the mantle of Spider-Man, like on this earth. Um, like, I just think that's like really fascinating. And like, I don't know, as a young kid where you just have other people's expectations sort of foisted upon you, like trying to measure up and then like redefine them and live to your own sort of expectations. Like, I think that's an interesting angle that like Peter Parker, except for like the morality of Ben Parker, that's not something he really sort of had to deal with. Um, and so like, I, I just think that's interesting and different. Um, I, I gotta be honest, I'm not reading the current Miles Morales series. Um I'm not the biggest fan of the writer. This guy, Saladin Ahmed. I loved his Exiles run, but um, I don't like his individual books that much. Like, I love his team stuff. I think he does a really good job balancing. So I'm not currently super up to date with Miles Morales. Um, so I will admit that. But, like, just if, if that's, like, the heart of the character is, like, that identity crisis and then trying to live up to other people's expectations, shattering them, and then sort of setting your own bar. Like, I just think that is a fascinating aspect of a character. And that's, that's why I like him. Um, All
1: right. All right, yeah, we'll have to do uh, another podcast sometime. And yeah, well, I got a comic book podcast.
0: I got a comic book podcast. If you ever want to come on it,
1: (laughs) absolutely, I'll do that. I have no problem doing that. I'd love to do that. Uh, All right, so let's jump into some news this week. Um, George, tell us about uh, the NBA Two K Twenty One pre-orders at seventy dollars. Oh
0: man, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Looking at this article on GameSpot by Stephen Petit, I'm just gonna read like the opening paragraph, and then I'm gonna say right, part go of say part yeah. of the paragraph. Um, 2K Sports has announced that NBA 2K21 will release September 4th on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. That's interesting because it's like okay, so the new consoles will not be out by September. Uh, We also know that the standard edition of NBA 2K21 will cost $70 on next-gen consoles, making it the first game for PS5 and Xbox One X to cost more than the usual $60 price for new games. So that's the first part I think we should talk about. Um, How do you guys feel about the price?
1: Uh, I'm fine with it, man. So, like, the thing thing is, is that even now at $60, like, we really have, like, we all know that the 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 dollar is being inflated, you know, at, at a decent pace at this point. And for the game prices not to have risen since you know, when the PS two came out, uh, two thousand, I really nineteen ninety nine, but it came out in the United States in two thousand one, I believe. Right? Am I right about that? I think 2000,
2: 2000. yeah, two
1: thousand. So we've gotten twenty years really where game prices have been stagnant, and you know it's created stability. You know how much you're gonna, you know how much you're going to be paying when you go and pick up a game. You don't have to question it at all. And but the thing is, is that the price of development has gone up uh, massively. Mm-hmm. Um, I just listened to a podcast today where they said, you know, Final Fantasy 7 cost $20 million to make. And that was viewed as, like, extraordinary back then. Well, now it's it's not unreasonable to be in the hundreds of millions for video game development. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, since then and now, game prices have largely stayed almost exactly the same so it's, it's time for it to go up also i think we've seen this hat coming for a long time i mean you oh know, yeah in the last 10 years you know you've been seeing the oh buy the deluxe edition and, and buy and you know pushing the extra dlc and whatnot G- game makers is trying to, to suck a little bit more money out of their game because you know like, like i said game game development has gone up tenfold and you know Game prices have stayed stagnant. So it's been a long time coming. But also like no one's forcing you guys you know, not you guys, but like the people listening, no one's forcing you to uh purchase games day one either. You can always wait for a game price to drop. Now you're not gonna be part of that conversation, but really that's the premium you're paying for, right? Is like to get it day one and to be part of that conversation.
0: My rule is I only buy three games new per year. And then okay. after that I have to wait for it to be at least twenty dollars cheaper. Yeah. Um just to try to save money so good animal crossing and ghost of Tsushima my first two and uh oh, okay. I don't know how to count star wars squadrons because that's priced at 40 dollars I'm like <laughs> I'm like I, th- I think I get another I think I get another game since that one's coming out on the cheap um yeah
2: yeah and let's be real that's the game you're like I would pay 60 dollars for that anyhow
0: yeah. you got a
1: freebie <laughs>
0: um yeah that's right that was my question last week because I'm like guys guys this is just Rainbow 6 Siege but in space. Like this is yeah. <laughs> this is just you're picking your operator. Um let's see there's a second half to this paragraph that I haven't read yet. Um okay. additionally, you won't be able to upgrade NBA 2K21 from current generation consoles to next gen consoles for free unless you purchase the just announced Mamba Forever edition for $100. Yikes. Um so yeah, I think I I talked with some friends about this before. I'm not going to name them um, just out of respect to anonymity, but I will let you know that this is not an original thought I've had. Um, okay. Of all companies to announce this, it, it just seems such BS that it's like 2K and like NBA yes, 2K21. I agree. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, you guys are like the arcade machines just sucking quarters out of kids every single day for yep. like, a, like a, new, a new pack. It's just like you have the audacity to be the people to announce like the, the price increase. And also, it's just like with the amount of money you suck for like the My Team equivalent, I, I haven't played, I tried playing NBA 2K2K20, uh, I did the manager mode because that was enough to break my brain. It's another thing I want to talk about towards the end of the podcast, but we'll, we'll get there when we okay. get there. Um, but like, man, of, of this game that is just built to milk people dry with microtransactions. It's like, Oh, you're the ones to announce that it's $70. Like, come on, son. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't be the ones to do it. Um, Yeah. So that I think that's a little unfair. I know probably like a $70 price tag. And also, I think that means I, th- I think that's probably good news for smaller developers that are releasing $20 games, $30 games. Like, I think yeah, this is an opportunity for them to be taken a little bit more seriously um, as viable alternatives. Like, I I don't know if um, Elijah, sorry, the name escapes me. That game I know you're excited about on PS5 with like the little monsters. Yeah. That it looks halfway between a Pikmin, Pikmin game. What's up?
2: Kina, Bridge of Spirits.
0: Yes, that one. Like, I don't know if that's going to be a full price game, but like if that game is, let's say $40 and it's like a smaller downloadable title, that becomes so much more attractive than right. a $70 game that you'd buy in a store, right? Like, I, I think I think that's fine. I think that's fair. I think that's good. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. So I haven't... My, my uh, brother-in-law is big on the sports games and I haven't played sports games... Pretty much ever, but in a really long time, yeah, at all. And I just hear my sister complaining like all the time about how much money they spend because he's trying to get like certain players and stuff like that. And I'm like I, I, I have no idea how it works, but from my uh just base understanding, like you have to get packs to unlock players to play in the game. Yeah. Is that yeah, there's there's like these modes there's make. like these
0: modes where it's like um it's like the main mode is like current rosters. So, like, I could play as my beloved Boston Celtics and absolutely destroy the Sixers because they're trash. Um, But uh, there's, like, these modes that's basically, like, all time. And so, it's, like, you could assemble a team. That's Michael Jordan. That's LeBron. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, you can basically just, like, buy packs and, like, get these players. And it's, like, players for different years. So it's just like mm-hmm. you can get Kareem Tool jabbar like towards the end of his career, or you can get him like in his prime, and like that's like an oh. epic card, and like it's no different than like Magic: The Gathering at this point. Like you're you're just right. buying packs of athletes instead of you know creatures from Zendikar. Yes, I also played <laughs> Magic: The Gathering Arena, and that, I'll talk about that on the next podcast I get to uh, get to guest on. No, but um,
2: no, but that's it's okay. Like, man, I, like I did a draft for the first time the other night. So
0: oh, nice, I, nice. Uh, yeah, send me send me your info. I'd love to uh, play against you sometime. Um, we'll do. Purple bird, three, seven, nine, one, one. That's me. Um, <laughs> uh, but like just of all games to announce this increase, it's like, man, like you're like the one game that should just like sell the base model for $30 and then have like yeah. two to three season passes a year. Like do one for preseason, do one for regular season and then do one for playoffs. Like sell season passes that way. Like you should not be the ones, like, it seems like your drunkest friend telling you it's like, uh, isn't it a little early for red wine? It's like, you don't get to tell me that, you
1: know? Like, it's just, (laughs) yeah. um,
0: And so, yeah, that, that, that's my, my umbrage with, uh, with 2k being the ones to announce the price. hike. it's like, man, like the internet would be on fire if it was EA doing it with
1: FIFA, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, like I think when, when it comes to that, you're absolutely right. When it comes to like a base $70 hike, my, my whole thought kind of is like well if ten dollars like, like i i would understand like a, a giant outrage if they announced it to be like a hundred dollars right but i'm like if ten dollars is is going to like like break your bank maybe you should wait for like a, like, a, like a price you know drop anyway like like i really am under the like the, the strong belief you should not be going broke buying video games yeah um so like if if like, like if you can't afford ten dollars extra then you probably shouldn't be buying video games to begin with. But um, like I said, it's it's just been a long time coming. I actually I'm surprised it's only ten dollars, um, just because like I said, the, the the price of development has gone up tenfold and the, the games have have stayed the same. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it going to seventy. I
0: don't either. Like, I don't know. Like I granted, I live in San Francisco, which is like a notoriously expensive city, but I bought like a $13 right. burrito the other day, you know, like yeah. if I go to target to buy a blu-ray, a new blu-ray is twenty four ninety nine, And I'm like, well, this game is probably worth three blu-rays, you know, just like in terms of like yeah. entertainment value mm-hmm. units enjoyed by me, you know? Um, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I totally understand that. And yeah, then um, just, I don't know,
0: wait for sales, buy smaller downloadable games. Like they're just as good. They're just not I as agree. expensive.
1: What's wrong with that? Yeah. I agree, man. All right, Elijah, tell us about uh, the Xbox Series X uh, games reveal date, which I thought already happened, but yeah. So Go ahead.
2: <laughs> they, they had said it was going to be in July. and That's all we got. Okay. But uh, in this news article from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer, Microsoft, blah, 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 I can speak. Microsoft has confirmed the much-rumored date it will show the Xbox Series X games from its own studios. Halo Infinite and more will start in a live stream due in two weeks on Thursday, the 23rd of July at just yeah there's european uh 9 a.m pacific (laughs) and 11 a.m eastern we're going with u.s times here um that's really the big crux of it there's a whole bunch more it's just saying this is what we think we'll we'll see so yeah we finally have that on the 23rd we will get to see microsoft's own xbox series x games and i want to ask you guys what games do you think we will see there? Because obviously we know we're going to see halo that they already right. said that I have a feeling we're going to see fable.
1: I agree. I was, I was just about to say that and that, that would make me so happy and excited, man. I love fable so much. Um, and it's been such a dark time for fable fans really since Fable two came out, but I would love, love, love to see fable four. Cause it's been the, the worst kept secret in video games. Really? is fable four is being developed. And, uh, Man, I would love to see Fable. I'd also love to see something that made some of these other uh, developers. But that, that's really the, all I got. Like, and honestly, that's really all I care about for Microsoft. Like, if they want me to buy an Xbox, just put Fable on it and I'll buy it. That's I have a system. feeling we
2: are going to see a new Forza, which is like the main reason I would buy a Series X anyhow. So that would just be selling right to me. The main game I would want to see, I don't think we will. I think it's too early. I think the rumors are true. And that's that. The initiative is working on Perfect Dark. I think that's true, but I think it's also too early to show, because the initiative back in 2018 was like, "Hey, we're making a studio. We need to hire some people."
1: Uh, well, you never know, man, because Bethesda showed off Skyrim 15 years, or not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Six, 15 years in advance. So who knows? Yeah, true.
0: Um, yeah, I thought um. I was reading IGN last week for another game podcast. Uh, you can follow on Twitter at another game pod. Um, <laughs> and like, I thought that like the fable, cause this is all based on like the, the Twitter handles, right. And like they were created months ago, but like everyone's yeah. like, Oh, they've been inactive for years. It's like, yeah. All right. Okay, buddy. We saw it was created in March, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so I thought the fable one is confirmed, but I thought a fan said that they were the ones who created like the uh, perfect dark game handle. Um,
1: I don't. I don't know. I. I
0: haven't followed that story. All right, I will I message that good. to you guys later. And I'm sorry yeah. for just Sowing sewing potential misinformation. No, I.
2: I think I heard that too. But at the same time, from actual news outlets, and that I heard about. That's where I heard about the rumors of the initiative was doing Perfect Dark. And I, like I said, I think that is true.
0: Awesome. Um.
2: Please let. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't really know what to expect. Like honestly. Um I love the design of the PlayStation 5. I or I, I know it's like hideous to some people, Shame, but dude, I love it. It seems like what the 90s thought the future would look like. <laughs> I'm so yeah, yeah, I that love be it so like, much. Um and so I'm probably going to buy that. I like I love Microsoft games. Like the original Xbox is like so so near and dear to my heart still like 20 years later. Um and so like I think I would get the digital version of the Xbox. Um I also don't have immediate interest in buying one. Cause like I'm 99% sure that they've said that halo infinite will come to Xbox one as well. So mm-hmm. I don't see like an immediate. Need, oh yeah. We
1: talked about that last year. Yeah. Cause it's it's,
0: it's it's supposed to be cross generational. Right. Um, yep. Yep. so I've, I've no pro like that might be like the, the, the last full price game I buy this year. Um, uh, so I don't see like an immediate need. And honestly, like I, I don't love fable two or three. Uh, I loved, I played anniversary edition. Yep a couple years ago and like i think that's like again like one of the best video games i've ever played and felt that way like a couple couple hours into it um and so like i hope it's a little bit more like that like i hope it's a bit more like whimsical um and so like yeah i I guess i hope that but also like i just want to see new things like i want to be surprised i guess um do you guys feel like like i don't really care about the console war to be honest. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, Oh, the DC Marvel movies, like Marvel's better. I'm like, yeah, but I still like watching the DC movies. Cause yeah, red right. wine is a thing. So like, I get to watch them also. Like who, who cares? <laughs> um, right. Uh, it's like, I don't like believe in like the console wars. I don't care. But like, do you feel like Microsoft has, has to prove itself? Cause like, I thought the PlayStation five reveal was phenomenal. Like I thought that was yeah. such a great way to spend 45 minutes or an hour, like however long it was. Like I was constantly wowed. So like, do you feel like the ball is in Sony's court or like Xbox's court? Like, do you feel like they have a lot to prove um, with this event?
1: Honestly, man, like, and I, have talked about this a lot. Like the ball's been in Microsoft's court for what? Seven years now. And every year that comes by, I, I just keep saying like, Oh, this has to be Microsoft's year. This is the one. And every year they kind of just flop. And I don't really know what they're doing because they really stopped releasing first party games. You know, there, was, <laughs> right? there there's, there's yeah. like, there's like massive droughts. And I'm I'm almost wondering if they realized they were finished in the middle of the Xbox One generation. They're like, we've completely lost this. We'll keep going with third party support and pepper in the the first party games that are almost done. And we're gonna get all these teams developing for the Series X.
0: Yeah, we're gonna tank and, and, it, and, and hope for the first yep. pick in the draft, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm wondering if that's what they did, because if, if they don't, if they if this reveal comes out and they really don't have much to show, I, I honestly have no idea what they've been doing for the last few years, because that that's always been my assumption is that they've been, you know, holding back and then they're going to release all their shots at the same time and yeah. just be like, what's up, Sony? We're back in the game, you know, and, and just yeah. try and take it to him. But I think the ball's been in Microsoft's court for a long time. Sony's just been riding out their success. You know, Sony's just been putting hit after hit after hit out oh, and uh, appealing to the gamer. And, and they became mainstream again. And Microsoft just kind of took a back seat, And I always have been wondering why.
0: I think everything about the Xbox one is better than PlayStation four, except for the games, you know? (laughs) Like, yeah, I I agree. I like the UI better. I like the services better. Like I I like using my Xbox more than I like using my PlayStation. Like granted, I love trophies. Like that's never going to go away. I don't care about achievements, but like, man, Xbox game pass is dope like that's great it really and like is. Yep. the the pinning ability on Xbox is great like i hate that everything moves all the time on my PlayStation 4 depending on what i used last like i don't enjoy yep. that and like it's so annoying to like go to YouTube like i have to go like everything takes forever to load granted i'm using like a launch PS4 but like everything is better on Xbox except for the games
1: so the UI on PS4 Pro even is still terrible like it still okay. doesn't work
0: yeah and like Gears of War 4 and 5 are incredible Halo 5 Play is great. I don't like the story. Why would you like, I love Cortana. Please undo what you did to Cortana. Um, <laughs> but like, it feels amazing to play and like Master Chief Collection, they finally fix it. But like, besides that, like I just have like a hard time justifying the Xbox one. Like it's a great 4k Blu-ray player. It's, it's a mm-hmm. great streaming box, but it's just like, that's why I'm going to go all digital on Xbox next gen and just ride game pass for it. Um, yeah. It
1: makes sense. O- Elijah, how do you feel about all this?
2: I, I think at this point, it's just... Microsoft doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. People are going to think they have to, but those are the people who are looking for the console war fight. Microsoft is doing their own thing. Whether we like it or not, they are not in the same court as PlayStation, in a way. Because Microsoft wants people... In the ecosystem, whether it be on PC, on Xbox, they want people to play their games, use Game Pass, stuff like that. That's what's important to them. PlayStation is the player on our console.
1: Uh see, I know Microsoft has said that. I don't agree. I think no matter what, like, like I don't agree. I also don't agree that um, the Nintendo isn't in the same uh, isn't in the fight either. Because here's the thing: you c- you only have so much time and money. And you can only play one game at a time unless you're like some sort of super talented person, right? Like, that has, you know. Sure. But, but, um, you can't, like, there, there is a fight there, right? Because if Sony keeps releasing banger hits and people don't see a reason to buy an Xbox because they have everything they need on their PlayStation console, then they're just not going to buy it. You know, yeah. so like, like Microsoft does have to show up to the, to the, to the game and they do have to be like here, here, and this is, this goes for, you know, any, any sort of product, right? Like, like this is the same thing we were talking about earlier with podcasts. Like, like there's only so like, we're not directly competing against like PlayStation or, you know, uh, uh, beyond, but like there is a, a competition there because you only have so much time. You only have so much attention. Yeah. You, you, so like, yeah, like Microsoft and Sony are competing. And because they, they have um two consoles that a lot of people, I feel, buy one or the other. And their choice to buy one or the other is gonna be dictated by, okay, what does this console do for me? So yeah. I think I think there there is a there is a competition there, regardless of Microsoft wants to admit it or not. It,
2: it it's just not the same as it used to be. It it used to be like there was that story that came out about how Microsoft tried to get Master Chief Collection put on PlayStation.
0: Mm-hmm. That would have been the coolest thing in the yeah, freaking world. <laughs> <Are> <laughs> that, would that would have been
1: amazing. That would have been amazing.
2: I think the big thing is like more. I, it's not that they don't want you to buy their console. The biggest thing is they want you playing their games. Yeah, that makes sense. That, and, I mean, and, if they want to get into the software distribution side, that's different. You know? and, and that's why like Cuphead and Ori came out on Switch. Right. They want you playing their games. That's the biggest thing. Game Pass game they want you on game pass apparently game pass i don't know the specifics i'm not a numbers guy like that but apparently game pass is huge for them yeah game pass is great i mean
1: i I, i've been trying to get people to buy game pass i've been trying to get people to buy game pass forever and a a lot of people are still wanting their subscription service but um yeah no um
0: My friend Fabio, he bought me three months of Game Pass because that's something you can do on Xbox. He can't do on PlayStation. Like, I want to buy him three months of PlayStation now, but like I can't Can't just like gift him a subscription the way he gifted me one for Game Pass. I'm like, that's dumb. Like, yeah, of course, Xbox is better than PlayStation, but you can't play God of War or Days Gone or Last of Us 2 on Xbox like that to to bring it back. But like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like I'm older or if it's not the same. Um, but yeah, something about the console war just feels so tired to me that I just, I, yeah. I, I don't care, you know?
1: And, but my, my thing is that it feels, it got really, it got really tiring in this generation when for like three or four years, the beginning of the generation, all we saw was how, look, hey, look how this game runs on PlayStation compared to Xbox. And we got those oh, headlines from IGN. Rise only and like, goes in
0: 900p. It's like, oh my
1: God, yeah. who gives a shit? It comes sorry. Up, uh, sorry and it feels like it, it no it, just, it feels like that just went away like we just got over that hump it, it feels like yesterday we were dealing with that and now we're not getting it and we just i just know that like come november or december whenever these consoles come out we're gonna start getting all these headlines once again and it's just like god can we just not do that like just play what you want to play like let everyone just be you know who cares if we just
0: can we just skip to the part where we all have fun please
1: yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah exactly man i totally get that um all right well let's move on here before austin crucifies me we'll we'll do one last story uh and wrap this up uh george you have it that uh amazon's making a fallout tv series
0: yeah um so this is exciting because there's really cool people behind it i believe it's jonathan nolan and his wife like the team behind um was it westworld on hbo and like westworld Love it or hate it, um, you can't deny the amount of craft and mastery that went into that show. Like the first season alone is like one of right. the single best seasons of TV show. Just because they were so good at world building, they were so good at non linear storytelling. Like they did something really special with what it was. I'm pretty sure like a Michael Crichton book from like the, the 60s or 70s, you know, like the Jurassic Park guy. Um, right. And so they they took something that uh, was old and campy and like a Yul Brenner movie from the 70s. And they made it like really special and thought-provoking and next level, I, I think. Like the first season of that would be like a Desert Island show. Like if I got five slots, I would take the first season of, of Westworld. And they are behind a new Fallout show. And this is one thing that I think gamers it's one of those things where they think they want it, but they don't understand that it's not going to be what they want. And so like, I've had this theory since like mass effect and like, I remember legendary pictures, like the people behind um, like uh, Batman begins dark Knight. Uh, it's like sort of Warner brothers, more like tentpole division. Um, there, there was a, a news story when I was in like high school or college that they were working on like a Mass Effect movie, and people were really excited. I totally get that, because Mass Effect is a wonderful property. More Mass Effect is obviously a good thing. But what makes Mass Effect special is your own personal agency in the game. It's the decisions you make. It's you going down this alley instead of that alley and seeing something that no one else had ever seen, um, unless they also happen to go down that same alley. And I feel like Fallout is such a singular experience that people get to enjoy because they get to play it literally any way they want. That entire game is about personal freedom and it's optimized to let you do specifically and intrinsically what you want to do in that very second in a way that not many other games can handle. And so like, I understand making Mm -hmm. fun of Bethesda, especially compared to like Witcher three and other open world games. I I, I know that conversation. I understand it. I appreciate it, but you can't deny Bethesda's mastery over the moment. Let's call it of them allowing you to do whatever you want in any given second. And so like, I think seeing more of the fallout world is cool. And like, there's so much to unpack because we've only seen a couple vaults opened dealing with this new world order that you deal with once you come out of the vault. And so like, I I don't think it's going to be bad because there's too much talent up at the top. um, For me to feel that way right now with, you know, sight unseen about the show, but I think there's going to be something lost in the TV show. Um, that people aren't sort of expecting just because they're excited for a property they love to, to get adapted. But like, that's the problem with the medium is that film does things exceptionally well that video games don't. And video games do things exceptionally well that movies don't. And same for comics, same for radio dramas, same for books. Like it's just every medium has its own strengths and as cool as it's going to be to see this TV show, I'm going to watch it obviously. Like I love the, I, I love Jonathan Nolan, but, um, I think there's going to be something missing, and I think there's going to be like a, a little ennui or je ne sais quoi about the thing that people are going to be like, it's really good, but like there's yeah. always yeah. going to be like an exception yeah. made about yeah, it. Yeah, I can
1: um, see that. One thing that I hope that they do is I really don't want to see from this show um, a dude opening a vault and walking out and exploring the the world of Fallout. I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Because one of the things for me personally that I love so much about that universe is the lore and the history of Fallout, and I think it's really interesting how things went came came to be. And the what's really interesting is that like the the Fallout, the way things transpired in Fallout really isn't that far detached from something that could happen in reality. If you go back and, and, and look at how things happened. Um, not even looking back, man, looking forward. It's not that far from how yeah. things
0: could go down.
1: Uh, yeah. So
0: basically, basically, in January like what, when we almost started a war with Iran because? Yeah.
1: Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, um, you know, what happened in Fallout was basically the Cold War never ended and things just escalated and bombs hit. And that, that's like a really, really, really Cliff Notes version. But there's a lot of really interesting stories they could tell about that war. And I'm hoping that what they do is they go back and explore some of that old lore and um how things came to be instead of hey, here's another Dwalt dweller, he's going out in you know, LA or whatever it is. And because I think that would be boring. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I'm not really interested in seeing that. I'm not really interested in seeing a fallout shoot to begin with, but I think it's cool that the property's getting some more attention. So uh
2: Elijah, you got any thoughts on this? No, like I agree with you guys. It is going to have that, it's good, but and I don't know. I I hope it's good. That, that's really all I have. There are so many stories that can be told in that world, but they just have to do it right. Hopefully the TV show also is filled with bugs.
0: It'd be cool if it's like it's like a bar, and it's just like you know things are familiar at the bar, and it's just like people coming in and like sort of telling their stories, like almost like a Deep Space Nine sort of. Oh, that would be cool. You know, if it was was more of like an anthology series, like that way, I think it sort of like circumvents the whole like oh you lose the choice because it's like at that point it's just like a scatter shot of just like oh here's like the aggro player, oh here's the person who has to check every single drawer because they're a psychopath, you know, like like (laughs) I think that allows more like recognition, I guess in yourself as a gamer with like what you like about fallout. Um, like I, I think that could be dope. Like, I, I think there's lots of ways to like make this special. And like, I, I, I'm never going to like crap on something before it comes out. Um, but yeah, now like I'm, I'm excited. I, am not even apprehensive. I just think like something's going to get lost in translation because it has to, yeah. um, because it's a different medium.
1: Yeah, I agree actually. Um, but That about wraps it up this week for episode seventeen of Frame Skip. Thank you so much for joining us, George. Do you want to pimp yourself out one more time? I do. I actually want to hijack for like a special
0: little five minute thing before the end.
1: Absolutely, dude. Go ahead. Okay,
0: so this is something we do. uh, We did on the first three episodes of um, of another gaming podcast, and uh, it's a little game I play called Underrated, Properly Rated, or Overrated. So I'm just going to read ten video game titles to you, and I want both of you to tell me if it is underrated. Properly rated or overrated? Okay. Okay. All right.
1: I love this. All right. Go ahead.
0: All right. Uh, First game, Halo 2. Properly rated. rated. Okay. I think it's somehow underrated, but okay. Um, Let's (laughs) see. Metal Gear Solid. Overrated. I'm going to say underrated. (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah. Seth was right. Whatever. Um, Let's see. Uh, Gears of War. The first one. The original. Very Uh... underrated.
1: I don't. I guess I. I'm I, properly rated.
0: I agree. I played the remastered version a couple of years ago. I played through the entire series like back to back to back to back. That game's yeah. fantastic. That game's great. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: great. It's a great game.
0: Super Mario sixty four. Overrated.
1: Overrated. Overrated. <laughs>
0: you bastards! <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. Properly rated. Overrated. Overrated. It's my favorite
1: Star Wars. It's my favorite Star Wars game, but it hasn't aged well.
0: Rogue Squadron 2, baby. Um, let's see. Uh God of War 2018.
2: I'm Underrated. I'm gonna still say underrated.
0: Yeah, underrated. Uh, I think yeah, that game's I, amazing. All right, fine, I'll play it. God, I get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Far Cry three. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like one of the last generation holy crap it proved that the oh, skyrim yeah. it proved that the skyrim formula could be translated to like other than high fantasy that game's great it was basically you guys remember that leonardo dicaprio movie the beach it's basically just the video game version to that movie uh, uh you're crazy the, all right the, moving on. the first half of the game is amazing yes, i agree honestly happy. it didn't it didn't need the second island i don't think like as soon as he beat boss i'm like oh, what, what a complete experience. Um then it just turned into Heart of Darkness, like that uh, was it Arthur Conrad, Joseph Conrad book, whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Goldeneye for N sixty four, overrated. Overrated. All right, uh, Grand Theft Auto five,
2: overrated, very overrated.
0: I, I agree. I, I actually I agree with that one. Uh, I think that yeah. series peaked with Vice City. I think San Andreas had too much to do. I think four felt yep. too sloppy, and
1: I think five felt too uh, overwhelming. Like generic uh, i think like there's i think i don't think that five does anything that any other game just can't do
0: the heists were great but like it's just like god yeah. i wish i yeah. just made that the game um Fortnite yeah overrated god
2: properly rated
0: i think it's properly rated fabio had like one of my favorite theories um on uh a recent podcast where he said that like Fortnite has replaced saturday morning cartoons for kids
1: i agree actually i was gonna say the yep. exact same thing
0: and like i think that's like such a genius take that i'd like never considered i'm just like oh my god it absolutely has because like you think about like the concerts and like the live events are doing like it's becoming like its own platform in addition to a game like i i think that mm-hmm. is just like such a phenomenal cultural moment um
1: well so where, it reminds like, me a lot of life
0: became real you know <laughs>
1: um it reminds me a lot of why they said power rangers became so popular with kids it's got the bright lights it's got action it's got like it's pretty much like like crack for children right like like it's all the the, the cool noises and stuff yeah every sensory stimulus
0: you could want as a child yeah
1: (laughs) yeah exactly all
0: right uh you guys went through that really quickly do you want to go through another round really quickly yeah sure Sure. go ahead all right ocarina of time (laughs) overrated overrated (laughs) <laughs> see i've never played it i like I, that's like i want to take quarantine to like play it on my 3ds to find out but like i was too dumb to play it when it came out i was eight So it's I awesome. just kinda...
1: smashing his computer right now because he's yeah. so mad that we sit with it overrated i thought he couldn't do that
2: because he was dead and that's why he's not here
1: <laughs> yeah. true that true that he's
2: smashing his computer in the afterlife Duh. Yeah. oh
0: god up, up in the sky up in that big office in the sky with a, with a nice little <laughs> keyboard um red dead redemption the original uh, sorry, not not Red Dead Revolver, but Red Dead Redemption, the first open world one.
1: Oh, oh, um Overrated. Yeah, I'd say overrated. I only played a little bit, but I'd
0: say Under, underrated. So. You guys are nuts. Uh Bioshock <laughs> Infinite.
2: Overrated.
1: Underrated. Underrated.
0: Very
2: overrated.
0: The best Bioshock, underrated. Except for Lady Comstock, that game is perfect. Like except for like the one time where it's just like we got to make a video
1: game boss. That game is flawless. Um, It is. People are just mad it didn't take place in Rapture. It is the
2: worst Bioshock game. You're out of control, dude. Yeah, God. God. It's it's not. It's barely Bioshock. It, it See, turned that's into, what I'm
1: saying you're comparing it, it, it you're comparing no it.
2: like I'm not comparing it to the location I
1: mean, I mean, it became it a first
2: person because there's always a lighthouse like it compares it yeah. to be fair You know, <laughs> it, it, it became a first person shooter and not the game it was you oh, kill so more good. people in the first level than like you do in the entirety of the other two games so that's to me Bioshock was never the run and gun kind of game Some, oh,
0: sometimes racists gotta die Elijah I don't know what to tell you um yeah. Let's see. Uh next up, Tomb Raider 2013, the reboot. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. I agree. I have the platinum on PS3 and PS4. I agree. That game is underrated. How? So, um
2: so much multiplayer.
0: Per- perseverance and dedication. I mean the PS <laughs> the PS3 version took me like six years or eight years to like get the, the platinum because I was just oh my like, God. I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. I just put it <laughs> off. And then I did like the PS4 version in like a week and a half. That game is really easy. Oh um Resident Evil four. Overrated.
2: Uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm going to say overrated.
0: I'm going to say properly rated. Uh, I don't like Spookies, so I've only you. played a little bit of that game, but I'm like, oh, this is really tight. Like the the 20 minutes I have the the chutzpah to play, I'm like, oh, that's really good. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Very overrated.
2: overrated.
1: Holy just, overrated. Yeah,
0: it's just like a really bad Skyrim, I agree. Um, I agree. Watch
2: Dogs 2 very underrated
1: underrated but i haven't played it much so yeah i agree um burnout paradise underrated
2: i, I can't agree. really say anything to that one i've never played it i don't know hardly anything oh uh, man it. It. it's
0: on ps4 and i think it just came out on switch uh i really yep. recommend it. it's just like an open world car game that was the first game i remember being dirt cheap on playstation network like i remember coming home drunk from the bars in college and buying it for eight dollars and it was like the game of the year edition and last summer i remember like just bearing down because like the servers were closing in like a week i found out so i just like got the platinum in a week and it, oh, god that was such a fun such a fun race um <laughs> yeah. uncharted two and this is the second to last game um uncharted two properly rated
2: properly rated yeah
0: yeah overrated the game's garbage uncharted three is so Whoa! Much uncharted three Whoa. is so, uncharted three is so much better uncharted two oh is just god. uncharted one with a train man it's the same game yeah,
1: it's the same I game mean... With massively improved like story and mechanics though
0: yeah yep. no, that's fair I just I just got all the platinums in uh, the uncharted collection um it was super fun going through all those games um final game um original Final Fantasy VII.
1: properly rated properly as, rated. I mean yeah I, I think i I think that there's no one that can say that that wasn't one of the most influential games of all time sure
2: yeah
0: yeah i've i've never touched it like I, I played like the opening battle but like i don't count that like fighting the scorpion i don't really count that because yeah. that's like the you know first half hour or whatever i'm playing through uh final fantasy 10 and final fantasy 8 for the first time like simultaneously like oh, you know, in wow. front of my tv i'll play final fantasy 8 on my ps4 and then i'll play final fantasy 10 uh in bed on my vita uh those games are phenomenal first time plays i yep. never really got mm-hmm. into jrpgs before like pokemon was always my favorite jrpg and it still is because it is kind of like Baby's first RPG, JRPG. Um, I think
1: um, like so I actually, com- comfortable th- I think,
0: game to play. Um,
1: I think, and, and I know we're running long here, um, but real quick. It's don't, my birthday week. It's fine. We got yeah, it. Austin's <laughs> birthday. Um, the, I think I actually think Final Fantasy VIII is a really bad representation of the Final Fantasy brand um, because the further you get into that story, the more detached it becomes. And people have had, and, I, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like people have a long running theory that, uh, squall dies after a certain point in the game because the rest of the game doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like the story and, just completely unless, goes off the rails. Unless he dies. Yeah. Cause oh, they're that's like, awesome. Oh, okay. I can't wait yeah. to get there. Like, <laughs> <or Yeah. laughs> I, just yeah, got, so. I just got,
0: I just got like the first like battle you partake in as like a member of like whatever United nations stand in. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, like I said I'm bad at video games. Like I think it's fascinating to play cuz like it, it really feels like a late 90s comic. Like it feels like yep. Stormwatch or like, you know, The Authority or something. Or like there was like that fear of like the United Nations secret government ruling the world and like the United yeah. States was like the last bastion standing against it. Um and so yeah, playing through it now, I'm just like, oh, this is so weird. And like the FMVs I think are trash but like i said that is like my favorite era of video games when they thought people looked like that and like the animation speeds like i i, I think that game is phenomenal and beautiful so far yeah. um so i'm excited uh, like i want to play that and then Seven. Oh, god yeah, so many, make sure so many playing, games
1: playing seven nowadays is an experience because it did set the groundwork for modern jrpgs so when you're playing through it you can really see how it influenced everything that came after it because it really was a groundbreaking title um because no other final fantasy games played like that before then and every final fantasy game afterwards has taken um and and really a lot pretty much every jrpg after that has taken what that built and and expanded upon it so it's seven's a really great game i actually think it's a really good story too cool all
0: right right. sorry thank you so much for indulging me for that that is just something uh, something i've always wanted to ask other people like i've got fabio's answers you can hear that on my podcast but i I was curious what other people had to say about it so i would
1: go for three hours if i could but austin would uh come to Pennsylvania and beat me senseless. And it's so. pretty
0: hard cause he's dead. And so,
1: yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, why don't you, uh, pimp yourself out one more time for the show? Yeah.
0: Um, I actually don't want to share my personal Twitter account. I'm trying to make that like a, a little bit more personal, uh, intimate stuff. But if you want to hear me That's talk fine. about comic, comic books, please follow, uh, at short box summary um if more people follow i will f- i will be better about posting and like keep a better schedule and also please listen to the games podcast that my friend fobby and i just started called another gaming podcast you can follow us at another game pod on twitter um
1: yeah please listen um if you like this podcast all right so you said okay the first one was short box summary yeah um, that Nothing's was me. Coming up on Twitter. Uh,
0: okay, I lied. The uh, that's the name of the that's the name of the website. Sorry, uh, Purplebird616. That is okay. the uh, Purplebird. I'm trying to make that my new online handle. Um, and 616 is like the Marvel Universe proper. There and this, it is. The website. There it is. This is a website all about uh, my favorite era of Marvel comics from like 2003 through like 2012, and it's me diving into all the major events and tie-ins and talking about that. And something I assume Seth is going to have to come on in the near future for.
1: Absolutely, I would love to do that.
0: Awesome. (laughs) And uh, yeah, at at another game pod for uh, more video game content. If you like the ramblings of this, uh, we just try to make a podcast for people to grind to video games too.
1: Awesome. All right. Um, Well, you can follow us at Frameskip Pod on Twitter. Write in your questions at frameskippodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter or our facebook uh you can follow each of our hosts Well, not really just pretty much me and elijah at this point because uh coach and austin deactivated their twitters but i'm at seth s taylor elijah is at Loco lizard man um this episode should be going up friday july 9th and until next time guys keep on gaming